We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. So We're continuing to go through the books of the Bible and going with the big picture point. Yep. Try to put all the other bits and pieces under one more, one more cohesive view of that book. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've done Daniel, Revelation, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. I almost said Elijah and went, that's not a book. No. The guy that saw the wheel. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And then this week, we're going to jump into the New Testament again and do the book of... John. The John. Gospel of. Okay. The most different... And hardest to understand. No. Yes. <laughs> but it is. It, it, it has some different elements. So here we go. I'm going to set our 15 minutes. Ready, set, go. Boom. Okay. <laughs> the Gospel of John is a different animal. And of mm-hmm. course, John has told us why he wrote it in John 20, 30, and 31. Many other signs, therefore, did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. Why, John? So that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that you may, as you believe, you may have life through his name. Yeah. There are about three divisions of my little talk with you today about what the book of John is all about and how you get the big picture to put the little parts in. Mm. First of all, in his purpose statement, he mentions signs. Yeah. In the other gospels, signs are miracles. Right. Sign equals miracle. End of story. But in the Gospel of John, signs have the meaning, like they did in the Old Testament prophets, of a symbolic action Mm. that has a spiritual lesson involved in it. For example, here are several. In the changing of the water to wine, in uh, chapter 2. The first The first miracle he did in Cain of Galilee. Uh, There he actually performed a miracle. He changed Mm -hmm. the water to wine. But Mm -hmm. there's a little punchline there in John chapter 2, verse 10, if you'd read it for us, Brother Jet. Okay. It says, and it's a weird break on here. Anyway, and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. All right. That last little sentence, you have kept the good wine until now. Yeah. Uh, you might stone me out there, but the meaning of the sign is that Jesus is the good wine that God has kept back until now. He mm. saved the best yeah. till last. The cleansing of the temple is another sign that happens in chapter 2. Oh, <clears> Interesting. Right, yeah. In chapter 2, verse uh, 18, um, it's called a sign even though it is not a miracle. Okay. Jesus drives yeah. the oxen and sheep, turns over the tables of the money changers yeah. and everything, and they said, what sign are you showing us right. in that you're doing these things? In other words, what does this mean? Mm. And Jesus said in verse, eight, uh, verse uh, was it 19, he yeah. said, destroy this temple, mm-hmm. and in three days I'll raise it up. And they said, whoa, it took 46 years to build this thing. Yeah. How mm. are you going to do it in three days? Read me 20 through 23 there in chapter 2. Okay. Says the Jews said to him, It's taken 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to raise it in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. 
When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. All right. In that story, you've got temple, 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 house all the way through there. And in verse 17, Jesus was all about that scripture, zeal for your house Mm -hmm. shall consume me. And then he made that cryptic saying about destroy this temple, and in three days I'll build it. See, what was all this business about? the temple of God and the house of God. Well, he tells you there in verse 21, he was talking about, quote, the temple of his body. Right. And they didn't understand what he meant until after he rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. And then notice that they understood two things. Mm -hmm. Number one, they understood the scripture. Yep. Which is the scripture quoted in verse 17, zeal for your house shall consume me. And number two, they understood the word which he spoke, which was destroy this temple in three days, I'll build it. Yeah. So the body he's talking about is his church. Jesus was the destroyer of the old temple, Mm. the Jewish way, the Jewish temple, and he was the builder of the new temple. But see, that's the meaning of the sign. Okay. So So the water to wine means he's the good that Jesus, that God saved to last, the the. Uh, that one about the cleansing of the temple means he's the destroyer of the old, the bringer of the new. Yeah. See? So it's almost like, could you say that whereas the other gospels are giving us miracles just pointing to the power of Jesus and what he had the power over, John is now going back and going, but there was something deeper that Jesus was trying to teach us and you. Yeah, it's something about things. Jesus. Who is Jesus? He's hmm. the best that God has saved till last. Yeah. He's the builder of the new temple. Hmm. In chapter 5, okay. you've got the healing of the, at the pool, the lame man at the pool. Right. You know? And Jesus asked the guy a question in verse 6, do you want to get well? Old yeah. translations say, do you want to be made whole? Yeah. And if you read down through that passage, the idea of getting well and being made well is repeated over and over again all right. the way through that. And when you get down there to about chapter 5 and verse uh let's see here go to chapter 5 verse 14 and read okay. uh afterward jesus found him in the temple and said see you're well sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you all right so it was not just about getting physically well mm-hmm. what yeah. it was really trying to get the reader to do is see that jesus is the only one that can make people well yeah that is healed the real sickness, the sickness mm. of their soul. Right. Now see in chapter 1, verse 14, when he says, we beheld his glory. Well, you only see his glory through the signs. Mm. And when you really see the signs and understand them, you see that he's the best that God has saved to yeah. last. He's the destroyer of the old temple, the builder of the new. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can make the sick mankind yeah. Well, you know. And John usually does a good job of pointing that out. He does. Like, like a little punchline. Yeah, he, if you read through the story, usually kind of near the end, he's going to say, now this was the point of this sign. That's right. Yeah. In chapter 6, you've got the feeding of the 5,000, which mm-hmm. is in all four Gospels. Yep. But the only Gospel that tells you a spiritual meaning to it is John. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you go to John chapter 6 and you go down to verse 26... Read a little ways there for me. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, are you seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves? Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. All right, we're all working for groceries all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. 
but there's only one person that can give you the food which remains unto eternal life. Read verse, verse 35, which is the point of this sign. Okay. Jesus says, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. All right, so the whole world is hungry. They yeah. don't know it, but they're starving to death. Mm -hmm. And the only one that can fill the hunger of your soul yeah. is Jesus, the bread of life. It's not just that he did a miracle, and yay, he could do a miracle, yeah. and he's from God. It's that he's the one yeah. that can fill the hole in your soul. That's Jesus, <laughs> see? Now look at uh, chapter 9. Okay. Everybody knows about the healing of the blind man. How are we doing? We're at seven minutes. All right. Chapter 9, yep. Verse 5, right before he heals this blind man, what does he say to this guy? He says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Ooh, this guy had lived his life in darkness. Mm -hmm. So Jesus spits on the ground and heals, and he puts the mud on the eyes and tell it, tells him yeah. to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And John mm -hmm. says... That means sent. Yeah. Siloam is the one who was sent. Mm -hmm. Well, in the Gospel of John, the one who was sent by God is Jesus. Yeah. See? We're so he goes some layers and washes. Here. Oh, there are layers. <laughs> he, he washes and he sees. And then, mm -hmm. you know, how did you receive your sight? Who gave you your sight? Who was it that healed you? How did he do it? All the mm -hmm. way through the rest of the chapter. Oh, yeah. When you get to the end of the chapter, Okay. Go down to John chapter 9, and let's read about the last four verses, starting in 39. 39. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, and those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see your guilt remains. So obviously, <laughs> he's not just talking about blindness here. Yeah. He's saying that everybody in the whole world is blind hmm. until the light of the world opens their eyes and now they can see. Yeah. See? So as he says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Mm -hmm. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Yeah. So the meaning of the sign in John chapter 9 Mm -hmm. is that Jesus is the only light of the world who can open your eyes so that you can see like God wants you to see. Yeah. Okay? One more. At okay. 11.25. This is the raising of Lazarus. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was powerful. He raised a dead guy. He did it a couple of times, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, but look at John nine or John 11.25. He's, okay. he's talking to uh, Martha. Read 24 and 25. All right. So Martha says to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. All right, you see in that verse the weaving of dead and life and those meaning two different things in there. Yeah. Everybody's going to die spiritually, but the one who believes in me will never die. I mean, everybody's going to die physically, physically, but the yeah. one who d believes in me will never die spiritually. And we're all dead. Mm-hmm. And the only one that can bring us to life is Jesus. So, yeah. Go back to John 5, verse 25. Okay. 525. See, remember when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, he said, Lazarus, come out of there. Yeah. Read 525. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who will hear will live. Ooh, that's interesting. So we're all dead. <laughs> but unless we hear the voice of the Son of God, we're going to stay dead, and yeah. He's not going to call us to life. Yeah. 
And that has to do with, if you go to verse 24 there, mm -hmm. right before that, read that yeah. one for us. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. All right. Only when we hear the voice of the Son of God do we pass from death to life. That's right. spiritual. Yeah. See? So the resurrection and the life can raise the spiritually dead. So, number one, the signs in the Gospel of John mm -hmm. tell us who Jesus is. He's okay. all these different things. He's the light of the world. He's the builder of the new temple. He's the good that God saved till yeah. last. He's all these things. They help us see his glory. Number two. Okay. Big in the Gospel of John is the word testimony. Mm. or witness. Yeah. And throughout the Gospel of John, there are witness after witness after witness that come, and all of them are testifying about Jesus. Yeah. And they're pointing to him, and they're telling us things about him. Um, and so uh, in this litany of witnesses, you have John the Baptist in chapter 1, verse 7. There was mm -hmm. a man sent from God whose name was John. Yeah. He came to bear witness uh, so that you may believe. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light so that yeah. all may believe through him. So John the Baptist is pointing people to Jesus and saying, he's the one the Holy Spirit came on. Mm -hmm. He's the one who is the Lamb of God. Yeah. Um, witnesses come throughout the book. Nathaniel, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Uh, Nicodemus at night, mm -hmm. uh, no one can do these signs which you do unless God be with him. Uh, the woman at the well, mm -hmm. you know, she said, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. Yeah. You know, witness after witness, the guy at the pool, he says, he's the one that made right. me well. Now, mm -hmm. there's witnesses in the other gospels too, and even like the gospel writers themselves were a witness. So is there something mm -hmm. that, I was going to say, so is there something different yes. that's being implicated by these witnesses yeah, the, when John recounts them yeah, versus the, just a... There is. Okay. I'm so, getting to that. Okay. That's where I'm wanting to get. <laughs> All right. So a very special section in the Gospel of John, it deals, there's a lot of witnesses that are brought up. But in the Gospel of John, the very special section, mm -hmm. unique, is the chapters 13 through 17, which is a big, long conversation at the Last Supper okay. between Jesus and his apostles. Mm -hmm. And he focuses on the special work of the apostles as his witnesses. God sent Christ, now Christ is sending the apostles. Right. Um, and so in John 17 and verse 20, okay. notice what he says there. It says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their, I assume meaning the apostles' word. Yes. So the guys around the table, the only way all of us were going to believe is through their testimony, through their word. Right. Now, in, in uh, those same chapters in, in uh, the Gospel of John, a little bit later, in fact, if you'll go to chapter 19, Okay. Look at chapter 19, verse 36. All right, we're going to wrap this up quick. <laughs> 1935, actually. 1935. All right. He who saw it and bore witness, his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. All right, now see, John was at the foot of the cross. He mm. saw him stick him. He saw the blood and water come out. He says, I bear witness, yeah. and I'm telling you so that you may believe. Okay. All right. Now, in the purpose statement of the gospel, it says, these things are written by who? By John. That you may believe. Yeah. Okay. Us as the audience. Yeah. Now yeah. look at John 21, verse 24, where John identifies okay. himself. 21, 24. 
This is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things, who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. All right. So ultimately, the apostle is the witness. Mm. And without the witness, we can't believe because we weren't there. Yeah. But he stacks up a bunch of these other witnesses, and then he mm. himself is a witness. Yeah. And he says, I'm writing all this testimony down so that you may believe. If you want one word that describes the Gospel of John, it's witness, it's testimony. It mm. is a testimony yeah. with all these different witnesses, but especially John, yeah. so that you may believe. But you can't believe without their testimony. Okay. And that testimony is about the signs mm-hmm. which tell you who Jesus is. He's the light of the world. Yeah. He's the one that gives the living water. He's the builder of the new temple. He's the one that makes the sick people of this world well. He's the bread that fills the hungry soul. See? Yeah. He's, he's those things. And that testimony is to bring us to discipleship in Christ. That's what the book is about. Okay. That's pretty good, 15-minute-wise. Um, so I would just say, as far as kind of a final thought, to draw the difference between John and the other three gospel accounts. The other three gospel accounts are thematic, but they're just the facts, ma'am. Right. Like, like the guy on Dragnet said. <laughs> uh, the gospel of John is more about the meaning of those things mm. and who Jesus is to us. Why do I need him? I yeah. need him because... He's the best that God will ever have, and he saved until that. Yeah. I need him because he's the only one that can make me well. I need mm. him because in John 1, he's Jacob's ladder, the only connection between earth and heaven. Yeah. I need him because he's these yeah. things, and that testimony brings me to Jesus. So maybe to draw kind of modern-day comparison, it would be the difference of reading a biography about C.S. Lewis or a dissection of C.S. Lewis's works. Yes. And so John is dissecting Jesus' works versus Matthew, Mark, and Luke are more of telling Jesus' biography. Kind of. It's just that there's always a deeper meaning and another layer and something that has meaning for the individual Hmm. in in the Gospel of John. Okay. Cool. So you've got signs and you've got witnesses, and all together they really all witness about Jesus. They bring us to to why I need Jesus and make me want to follow him. Yep. Cool. And there's a whole lot more than that, but if you want it in 15 minutes, there it is. Yeah. Uh, And again, the whole point of this is to really give us a quick grasp of all these different things, because as many of you know, or that have done any study, you could study John for a long time. You can study Revelation that we've done for a long time. Yes, but this gives you the major overall character of the book. And maybe that way the next time you read through the book, you can go, oh, that's why he talks about that so much. That's why Mm -hmm. that word comes out. Yeah, so hopefully, again, it's helpful, and we still encourage you, send in some questions that you may have. Maybe you've got a specific verse that you're like, but how does that one fit? We'd love to hear it, and Maybe not next week, but the week after. We'll probably be doing a sounds great question thing. So I've got quite a few of them that have come in that we'll go. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.